What's up, everyone, and welcome back to the Alternate Reality Podcast, where we talk about everything gaming, everything nerdy, basically everything awesome. I am one of your hosts, Hammer, and I am joined, as always, by Muggin. Yo. And today, we have an awesome show for you, lots of cool stuff, some really big trailers, well, one really big trailer, at least. But first, of course, I have to uh, hop in and do the Shameless Shilling, so... Make sure that you check out our Patreon, patreon.com forward slash ANRpod. Uh, you can look at all the different tiers that we have there. Thank you all so much for our current patrons. We really appreciate it. And for all of you guys that want to contact us on Discord, discord.me forward slash ANR will bring you over to our server. And uh, you can go to role selection, hit anything that you're interested in, and join in on any of the topics of conversation that we have going on over there. And then lastly, you can leave us a five-star review on Apple Podcasts or Spotify. Uh, really helps out with visibility, and it's totally free, so please do that. All right, um, let's go ahead and jump right into the first section, which is movies and TV. So let's start off with the Andor trailer. Mm-hmm. What did you think about finally getting to see this? Yeah, I mean the full length trailer is looks just full full awesome. Um I'm pretty stoked for this one. I think was it uh beginning of next month? Middle of next yeah, month think... something? September something. Yeah, I don't remember actually, the exact date. Now I'm wondering about the date, so hold on a second. You Either keep way. talking, I'll look it up in the meantime. Yeah, no, it's awesome. It looks great. I'm pretty stoked. Um I think that one of the big things for me is that, first of all, I like that they brought back some of the characters. I mean, well, obviously, many of the characters from Rogue One, but especially Forrest Whitaker. Because I feel like Saw Gerrera, he was definitely a central point of the trailers in Rogue One. But a lot of his stuff kind of fell flat in Rogue One, I thought. Like, there was a lot more expansion on the character that I thought we were going to get. Um, and he was just definitely a super cool character from the trailer. So he's going to be in the um, show, and I'm really looking forward to him specifically for sure. Um, yeah, but I, I also am wondering if we're going to see something. Do you remember at the end of, what was it, Han Solo, a Star Wars story? Mm-hmm. Um, do you remember we saw, forgot what her name is. Who was the actress in that? I don't know, but her character name was Kira. Kira, yeah. Well, you remember she spoke to Darth Maul at the Mm -hmm. end of it, right? I'm wondering if maybe he's going to worm his way in here somewhere. Maybe, I guess. We could do that. I think think that would be cool. Because that fits with the timeline, right? Uh, I'm not sure. Um, Yeah, because this is set before, um, you know, after the first three episodes before the second three episodes yeah no no i mean it's in the it's in it's in the solo time frame for sure yeah Um, so i think that that would make sense and i think it would be an interesting way to kind of continue on what was easily the only (laughs) interesting part of that story for the most part um was the inclusion of him in uh like the cinematic universe um so I I hope that maybe they're going to do something with that. We'll have to see. But either way, no matter what, it's definitely shaping up to be a really, really cool story. 
Um, yeah, it looks like it's gonna. From what I can tell, and I was talking to someone else about this, and they they started the chat, but it looks like there's gonna be like it's gonna actually be like a long gap amount of time, like from the earliest stuff they showed to the latest stuff, because I think it's gonna be kind of jumpy. Um, mm. You know, and it's the backstory of a character that we know lasts like right up until minutes before a new hope starts. So, yeah. and this is supposed to be like his backstory and his, you know, when he was in the Empire and when you know as a cadet and and all these other things. So it's definitely a. Um, I think it looks really cool. I I hope. My one hope for the show is that we don't see a lightsaber in it for the entire runtime. Not one. No <laughs> lightsabers. That's where I disagree. I guess I, I always want to see lightsabers. I think that easily the most interesting part of the Star Wars universe is the Force in general. So lightsabers mean the Force, and the Force is something that I always wanted to be involved. So I would not be opposed to that. But yeah, I just we'll hate it always falling back to, like, especially in that time period, like, the chance of running into a Jedi is, like, damn near zero because this right. is, like, you know... I guess They're that's, all. I guess that's why I want Darth Maul to be in it because I feel like that would be an easy way to include someone like that, and it's a part of the story that's very, very, very important in the TV show, but which they have made canon, right? But we haven't seen him in the cinematic universe, and he needs to be shown, honestly. So you just in that form, yeah. We need to. I need to see him in that medium, basically. Stop gatekeeping him from me. <laughs> Who? Um, Ma- uh, Maul. Post, post um, prequel Maul? Yes, post-prequel Maul. Maul. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, and Savage Maul, Maul as season well. seven. Maul, Maul Clone Wars season seven. I will take that shit all, all fucking day. Yeah, exactly. So, all right. Um, let's go ahead and move on to the next thing here, and that is Batgirl. She goes bye-bye. This one was interesting. I didn't even know that this trailer was out a while. I'm, I mean, I must have known at some point. I just forgot about it because honestly, wait, there was a trailer. I didn't yeah. even know there was a Batgirl trailer. Yeah, you didn't see it. It actually no. looked like pretty legit. Michael Keaton was in it, and J.K. Well, Simmons was in it. That doesn't make any sense. Why would Michael Keaton be in it? I think they were to be. I think they were going off in- of he was Batman. Yeah. It was it was his version of Batman that she was following. Huh. So, yeah, it was um, you know they had uh, J.K. Simmons in it and Michael Keaton. So already like that looked really good. So I I am surprised that this happened. But basically the movie was canceled. They're they're yeah. not releasing it, and they already dumped in reportedly a hundred million dollars into this thing, and they're dumping it. This is just like you know. Just a kick in the balls, um, because capitalism, lol. But they're they're writing it or they're putting it in as a tax write off. Well, yeah, it is. Dollars. I mean, it's a loss. It's I know, a, it's but that's loss. it's so funny how like they the utilization of losses to bullshit your taxes by companies is fucking insane to me. Um, but anyways, not getting into that nonsense. Um. Definitely Batgirl being canceled. That's a pretty interesting thing. I was not expecting that. Um, but I think it probably has... Apparently, it, by the way, it tested incredibly bad. That's why it's not even trying to move forward. It tested so poorly with audiences that they literally just drop-kicked it and were like, never mind, we're not going to do it. JK. Um, 
so yeah, I am pretty surprised by that. What do you think? I mean, it, it to me it's surprising that that with shit like the original Suicide Squad and Catwoman and, and all that, that this kind is of where they draw the line. That like like this was so bad that they couldn't fix it in post enough to just drop it on right. HBO Max. Like, you know, they could have just like been like let's do some reshoots and throw it on hbo max you know that is true subscribers and and not put it out in theaters and like and then you know what i mean like yeah i agree that's with that, the actually. thing that i don't understand about it I, I my guess is is that they um they just couldn't get it right and rather than have any tarnishing to an already like plagued dc movie universe they were just like look if we just write this shit off as a loss and move on with our lives, it's just better in the long run. Pay everybody that did their thing, throw the movie in the bin, and, you know, and move on with your life. I mean, they've done it before. I mean, there was that whole, like, Nick Cage, Tim Burton Superman movie that never got made, but they made costumes and started shooting, you know, wrote scripts and shot mm-hmm. stuff. And do you know what I mean? Did all yeah. these tests, and then they, they ran it by some people, and they were like, eh, and they were like, you know, if I get rid of it. Now, that movie wasn't like shot fully. Do you know what I mean? Like this one. Yeah. It does feel weird to just like drop it. I guess I guess the amount of money that they would save on taxes superseded uh, by writing it off superseded that of what they would expect to get if they dropped it on HBO Max. Well, I mean, it's a hundred million dollars. Yeah, from I what know. I've read. So that's a so, lot of money. I don't think they're going to make a hundred million in in new subscribers to get to get that money back. Right, that's what I'm saying. So I, they must have found it more advantageous monetarily to be a tax write off yeah. than to get that. So, um, which sucks because I posted a picture for you, but that Keaton looks freaking dope back in the Batman outfit there. Yeah, that's the thing. That's a shame about it because like J.K. Simmons and Michael Keaton in the movie, like. I would have been down to see it just for them, even if, like, the Batgirl aspect of it sucked, right? So, I don't know. Apparently, there was also, uh, like, the first on-screen trans character in the DCEU um, that was supposed to be in it, too. So, unfortunately, that got... The plans for that got shattered with it. Um, I don't know. Like, this is just, like, a real big kick in the balls, considering... I don't know what they're doing with Flash, like, Nobody knows what they're doing with Flash. Let's be fair. Yeah, well, that's what I mean. Like, it's I, I, you know, obviously they're in a really shitty spot right now. Like, DC is in a terrible, terrible situation. Um, the whole Flash thing is super weird. I don't know if he's being brought up on charges or whatever, but either way, he's basically gone rogue from from DC. And he's certainly not going to be involved after this Flash movie, whether it airs or not. So I don't know what the deal is, but um, Mm -hmm. yeah, obviously they're just not in a great position right now. I I would I would basically drop if I were them, I basically drop all DC movies. I'd go quiet for about seven, eight years, maybe more. And then I'd reboot. (laughs) That's honestly what I would do, because nothing else is working out. So, all right. Um, let's go ahead and move on to the next section. Hold on, let me throw one thing out there. Did you watch Sandman yet? I didn't watch it. I have it on my list to watch, mm. but no. Have you? Not. 
No, but my wife actually wants to watch it, so we're, I think we're going to dive in this week. But I, I saw the IGN review, mm-hmm. and they gave it a fucking nine. I would never have guessed that. I, I was expecting it to be garbage. You know, I was like, this is going to be okay. I'm like six at best. But they I thought it was going to be more like a three or four. He said, the, this is the verdict section that they said. And now uh, I'm probably fucked myself because I'm going to be way too hyped. It says, right. the Sandman is everything longtime fans could have dreamed of in an adaptation. Tom Sturridge is utterly ethereal as dream, and his co-stars seem to keep pace with him with ease. Meanwhile, stunning sweeping images from the dreaming to hell itself keep us immersed in the fantasy. It's as faithful as of an adaptation as it could be, outside of the fact that it may go over a few new viewers' heads. It's just about perfect. I would okay. have never guessed to read that in a million years. I'm going to prioritize it now because I I was not expecting that at all. I If you would have asked me what I thought based on that trailer, like I said, I would have probably given it like a three or four. It looked incredibly cheesy. So, yeah. Um, but I'll, I will watch it and this week, and by next week, I'll have it finished up, and we can talk about it. That can be it. our pre-show, pre-show yeah. jam. Um, all right. So next, let's go ahead and move on to gaming. So we have uh, Octopath Traveler. Um, Champions mm-hmm. of the Realm. Now, mm-hmm. we talked about this last week. Um, as far as the release is concerned, did you play? Oh, yeah. No, I re-rolled my butthole off. All right. What'd you get? Way, How I spent it? way too long re-rolling. Um, <laughs> Was it one of the games where it's like you realize soon afterwards that you didn't even need to re-roll? No, no. Okay. So there is a particular pairing um, of, of these newer characters that is just Stone Cold busted. Um and the way the game is set up, it's actually really easy to re-roll to an extent because, like, I timed it because I was wondering. It, first of all, the game is, like, horribly optimized at the beginning. So mm-hmm. just to from the time you hit the tap the screen to start it to the time it actually loads in the game is a full minute mm-hmm. <laughs> where it just says loading, which is really annoying. But especially in a re-roll when you're, like, every minute counts. Um, but even with that, it only takes like two and a half to three minutes from the time you tap to the screen until you get your first guaranteed five star. So you basically just do that and reset your account over and over until you get this one particular character. That's the, that's like the key to the combo, which is Lynette. She's one of the dancer classes and like basically her buffing and everything. And some of her skills that she get as the game expands, the characters is like just amazing. Right. And then the other one is the thief Viola. And so you go to pull for her. And that mm-hmm. whole process to get the pulls takes about 15 minutes. Um, and it can be re-rolled on device because I had to re-roll it on device because the game doesn't work for shit on emulators. Um, I got it running eventually on an emulator, but I couldn't like get it to kind of stay running. Right. Um, but I had actually pulled the combo early but wasn't happy with what else I got with it. So I just like ran into this mentality of I saw, you know, oh, man, look at all these pulls these people are making, walking away with like five, six, five stars. And I'm like, I'm fucking going for it. So I spent <laughs> all this time rolling. And I, I rolled a couple of decent accounts but nothing great. And I finally was like, you know what, screw it. I'm just going to go. I'm, and I'm by the all the while, I'm kind of goofing off on my phone. Um, just a little bit here and there, and I'm re-rolling on my iPad because I didn't want to lose my lose my game. Um, right. And if I had just friggin' play the stupid thing, there was a there was a mistake in the they so they released a step up banner. This was the other reason that I was upset. 
So I re-rolled on like day two. And then on day four, they released a step-up banner that basically uh, uh, a 10 pull is 300 rubies. Mm-hmm. The first step of the step-up banner was 150 rubies for a 10 pull. The oh, second wow. was 200 rubies for a 10 pull. And the third was 250. So basically for 600 gems, which is two, two 10 pulls on the regular banner, you got three pulls. So it's three for the price of two. So... And, and there's basically a way in the game, you start off with enough to do the first two, and then you, like, depending on what you pull, because you get this thing called f- fame, you can actually do, th- you can basically do three ten pulls, like, with it, right off the jump. Plus, right. they give you three tickets. So, you could do it's a 33 pull, plus your guaranteed five star in the first, in the initial roll. So, it's a 33 pull, plus a guaranteed five star re-roll in 15 minutes. Oh, is, wow bonkers yeah that's a bonkers re-roll so of course i'm like going at it so on that stupid step up banner there was a wording a a bad translation where initially it it said that that on the fifth step there's a guaranteed five star so if you pull five five ten pulls which the last two pulls are full price so it's basically by five pulls for the price of four is what it boils down to Mm -hmm. that fifth pull the tenth slot is guaranteed to be a five star well, the wording of the original banner said it's guaranteed to be one of the two featured units, but it wasn't. Oh, it was okay. any five star. So they, when they finally patched it, anyone who hit the fifth step got a mail with a pull ticket that that guaranteed one of the two. So they got right. an extra five star. So the wording on the mail makes it seems like anyone who gets to the fifth, but they've since like clarified it that only if you hit it before the patch. And in my mind, I say, I think everybody who pulls on the banner and gets to the fifth step should just get that free character. That's fair, right? Mm-hmm. Like, to me. Like, just giving it to those first batch and then not giving it to the rest means they get two guaranteed five stars. We only get one guaranteed five star. So they get a leg up just because they started playing two days earlier. Do you know what I mean? Which is kind of... Right. Like, once you made that make good, you should have just left it in there. As soon as you hit the five, fifth pity, you just get a mail in your inbox that you know, gives you that extra character. So I'm still going to go for the fifth and see, because guaranteed five stars, like whatever. But I, I ended up getting the combo. So I got Lynette, Viola, and the five-star cleric. And then yesterday, I cleared the first chapter, and I got a pull ticket, and I pulled the five-star featured warrior, who's really good. So I'm like, well, damn it, now I'm really annoying that I wasted like two days re-rolling. But um, anyway, right. I have an account for you if you want to check it out. Yeah, I think I probably will. Um, but there is so many good mobile games coming out soon. Oh, um, dude, the mobile game landscape for the next 12 months is bonkers. It's bonkers. Yeah. I think one of the games that I'm looking forward to the most still, I, I want more information on it. It's not coming out within the next six months or so, I don't think. But um, Seven Deadly Sins Mobile... Mm-hmm. And what was the other one? The Mihoverse uh, one. Oh well, certainly Zero. the uh, Zenless Zero. Yeah. Right. Oh my God, that game looks astounding. I can't wait for that one. Uh, we've we've got a trickle of information on that one, but it looks just amazing. It's for sure going to be the next big Genshin level game. And I'm not I just saying it's that actually going to be Tower of Fantasy next week, man. I think Tower of Fantasy is going to be huge. I don't think so because it's too close to a knockoff of Genshin. 
it's doing it's doing phenomenally well overseas. Like get, like not full Genshin level, but probably the next best thing to Genshin. It's, right. It, the hype level for it is is it's the biggest hype I've seen for a game of that type since Genshin, and I think they're gonna do really well with it. Um, because I think I think the benefit there is that like unlike like like Seven Deadly Sins is a Genshin knockoff too, and it's gonna try and like oh but the it's IP got the will IP. be stronger. Right. This one is saying it's kind of like a Genshin knockoff, but it's a sci-fi knockoff. Right. So you leave behind like you know the the you know the feudal Japan style stuff, fantasy stuff, and you go into you know that sci-fi. I'm really looking forward to checking it out. Everything I've seen is really good, and the U.S. release is apparently it's going to be the full version 2.0. So you've right. got basically a years of of your of of content. Um, of uh, Japanese quality of life in it already, right? And I, I want to specify, like, I absolutely am going to be playing it because it <laughs> looks amazing. Like when I say it's a Genshin knockoff, it is, but I have no issues with Genshin knockoffs yeah. at all. Like I, in fact, I welcome them. But I'm just saying, as far as the, I don't think that it will it will ever reach the hype level, even or come even honestly close to the hype level of Genshin. Um, just because it was the first mobile game to really do it. And oh, yeah, because of that, sure. it's built out its IP well. And Zenla Zero is... It's also kind of similar to Genshin, but it has some uh, definitely some key differences, and it's a new IP. But since MiHoYo has made such a huge name for itself, it's now become automatically one of the most interesting games that will be coming out within well, the next couple of years. Yeah, sure. I mean, they've proven that, that they can generate a a um homebrewed you know ip that Mm -hmm. is as good as anybody else's first party ip like absolutely they're the what they've created with genshin and um what was the other one uh what is it something something third what is it their game before this oh honkai impact third Yeah, honkai impact yeah like the characters they've created there are straight up like perfect. It's the same thing that I would say for um, the guys who made Dragalia Lost, like Dragalia Lost yeah. and Grand Blue Fantasy. Like those are homemade IPs from that group, but they have great artists, they have great concept people. Like, like it's good stuff. So I definitely they're not agree. looked at as like you know when you look at some of these other guys, you're like, oh god, it's just a Genshin knockoff with a generic IP. Like if, if these people don't seem like a you know Genshin. If when MiHoYo drops off another thing, even if it's similar to something else, I don't think the next one they drop will be, oh, it's Mobile Breath of the Wild knockoff, which is what Genshin was looked at originally. Originally, yeah. Oh and yeah. And then like two weeks after it came out, everyone was like, wow, this is like way more than that, and and it was never. Yeah, because it took itself seriously and was like, mm-hmm. we might be having a similar game, but this is our own IP, and we're we're taking it seriously, yeah. and that's what they did, yeah. and also. They also have the most consistent and well built out um, game updates I've ever seen. They are oh, yeah. on the money every single time. They've stuck to the schedule. Every single update that they've laid out since its release, except for except one month. One. Except that one. Except that one month because of COVID, where it extended it out. Super tra- but, and weeks. they were super transparent they about were it. Very, they, they were incredibly transparent about it, and they gave uh, like lots of, of extra rewards because of it. 
So the good old apologems. Yeah. So like that's like the one thing that I respect the hell out of them for more than anything yeah. else is certainly that because in an age where we're plagued by shitty content updates or updates where no one knows when the hell anything is coming out or if it's mm-hmm. even coming out, like they do it right. So yeah. Anyways. I- that yeah, brings- that's the thing I heard about. Well, real quick, that's the thing yeah, I yeah. had heard about um, Tower of Fantasy. I, you know, I was watching FG talk about it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And he basically said that that they're like they're the developer as far as like their level of communication and and taking care of their users and everything. They're viewed at a level equivalent to Miho. Miho, yeah. As far yeah. as like they're very transparent. They they communicate constantly. You always know what's going on. So they do. They have proven themselves to be reliable, and I kind of like that. Um, kind of like Miho, you were like, "Oh, well, they had that Honkai Impact third that did really well and has been around for forever, and they did great there." So you had faith, right? Even exactly. It looked like generic Breath of the Wild. It ended up being kind of so much more, you know. Oh yeah. Well, okay. So next game kind of goes, you know, with that. This is Full Metal Alchemist Mobile Tactics. Uh, it launches in, or it just launched in Japan, rather. Yep. And oh my God, I figured this is the perfect thing to continue on with our conversation because it looks absolutely insanely awesome. Like, yeah. holy yeah. shit, awesome. <laughs> that's, that's, that's how you slap an IP on a game. Exactly. That, you know, like when you're like, I'm going to take an anime and I'm going to fucking slap it on a game. Like, that game. From what I saw, I watched like the first twenty minutes of the game itself. Mm-hmm. Like someone recorded the whole twenty minutes. I sent you the link to it, but yeah, I saw. Oh it. my god, dude, that game looked great. I mean, it was oozing Full Metal Alchemist. the The move sets, the character abilities, the voice acting, like mm-hmm. everything was spot on. So they've definitely, um, you know, the they definitely did the that. Thing about it, like that, I love is. Definitely, as you said, it's dripping with the IP, right? It's not just a bullshit game that has an IP slapped over it. This was developed with that IP, right? It, it truly feels like it was made to be a part of it. Mm-hmm. And they have this very interesting and super cool aspect to it where it's a it's a tactics game, which is great, right? Because I would love a renaissance of tactics games. Um, and... But it combines this kind of cool cutscene animation stuff that comes with, like, the attack. So you get this uh, almost, like, Street Fighter-like quality to whenever characters, you know, attack each other. And we're with really beautiful cutscenes on top of that as well. So they just went so extra on it. It feels amazing. The graphics look great. There's so much motion even in the the tactics overlay part of it you know the the kind of aerial screen like you see people's clothes rippling with the wind and stuff like that um you see the the background like there's animations for every kind of environment that they're in it just looks just so well done so i am super hyped for this so far you know this just released in japan right so um so far there is no mention to my knowledge of its release in the u.s as far as if or when it will be released in the u.s big games like this basically if they do incredibly well usually they'll make their way over with a global launch at some point i assume that this will probably be one of them what do you think 
Mm-hmm. Oh no, this is definitely coming. Yeah, I, I, I would be very surprised given the level of quality that's involved, and given the, you know, the IP fandom over here as well, because it's one of yeah, the. I doubt it's going to get the DC, you know, worlds collide treatment. Yeah, exactly. I agree. Because, I mean, Full Metal is a beloved IP over here for sure. Um, so with how much money was put into that game combined with its fandom, I think it's just going to do incredibly well over here. So it needs to yeah. be released. Um, the only issue is like, you know, it is a, it, it's a gotcha, which, you know, I, I love. Like, that's a pro for me on it, honestly. But, um, you know, Full Metal Alchemist isn't, isn't really like a, a long narrative you know what i mean like if you can go knock out the anime real quick it's not like naruto so there's not that many characters at least main characters and the story isn't that long and it looks like it plays through the story so my concern i guess would be how long is the gameplay for the actual like role-playing part of it where you go through and play through the story and what kind of content are we going to be dealing with after that? And what are they going to do with character releases? Because if it doesn't have like an ongoing, you know, development to it, like it'll die off pretty quick. And I could see it not um, coming to the U.S. if that. If that I mean, happens. I think it's going to also be, it, um, you know, isn't the man, isn't Full Metal Alchemist was in that manga first, wasn't it? Well, of course, yeah. But it's, right, so is the I'm manga sure still running? No, I'm pretty sure it's over. I'm actually. Oh yeah, it ended in 2010, but it was nine years of manga. <clears throat> yeah, but so. it was, but the totality of it, I think, was still only like, unless I'm wrong, it was only like I think three seasons. It's been a long time since I've watched the show, but Brotherhood was I think three seasons. So mm-hmm. I, I don't know. It wasn't that long. So you know, I don't know if there was just lots of fill of, of extra basically in the in the manga or what but i'll have to look into that but to my knowledge it's fairly short so we'll have to see what happens i mean we'll have to see how it plays out but i doubt they would have spent the time to to build that out if it didn't um if they if they couldn't support it you know what i mean yeah well hopefully that is the case but i because i really wanted to succeed um so much Mm -hmm. i definitely recommend checking it out full metal alchemist mobile um just go look it up on youtube whatever you will be impressed i promise you um, next thing, I'm going to skip over the next one. We'll go back to it. Tactics Ogre Reborn. Hell yeah. In, incoming. I played Tactics Ogre um, on, I think it was the Game Boy Advance. Um, and it was amazing. It was my first ever game like that. My first ever tactics game. It was the, it's like the, the, the granddaddy of that genre, basically. That original, like, mm-hmm. isometric style like final fantasy tactics like it was the first like console one like that it was right it's like the great they pe- most people consider it basically the grandfather of that entire style for you know fire emblem and final fantasy tactics and advanced wars and all the games like that most people look back to tactics ogre let us cling together as the the grandpa and even some of the things about that game have never been replicated as well as they were in that very first game. So right, it's it's awesome because you know the the last shot I think was like in 2010 it released for the PlayStation Portable 
Mm-hmm. <laughs> so it's like there hasn't really been a good way to play this game in a long time. Yeah. Um, so I really, on one hand, I'm happy it's coming. On the other hand, I wish they would have given it the same love that they gave uh, Live Alive. Mm-hmm. Because, you know, Live Alive, they completely rebuilt it in the um, in that new HD 2D that Octopath Traveler was in. Right. Um, and this one, they gave it more of the Final Fantasy remasters where it's like... They kind of juiced up the, the backgrounds. Same. They juiced up the backgrounds, and they mm-hmm. juiced up all the character art and tightened up the fonts. But then the pixels, instead of like leaving them like the natural squares that they were, like Octopath and HD Two D does, mm-hmm. they did that like smoothing thing where they like basically blur them together to make them look smoother, and then put a dark outline around them. Eh. So that part of it, I'm not a super big fan of, but. I don't give a shit. I'm going to get it because I want to play that game again. Yeah, that'll you know? be some huge nostalgia for me. So I wanna, yeah, my I Switch is going to be great. That's going to be a good sure. Switch one right there for sure. The, yeah, the hardest thing is going to be getting the Switch away from my wife. But yes, I, I look, dude, that's when you go ahead and just bite the bullet. And buy You've an been OLED saying it, call it a day. for a long time, but I do agree um, with you. It's like, right. then you get it. You got that. You got the Pokemon, you know, coming. Mm-hmm. Like, now's the time. Oh, that's a good point. Yeah. To, in order to play Pokemon, I'm pretty much going to have to. So. Yeah. 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 So you just get it. You grab that. You get Pokemon. I've heard Metroid Dread looks amazing on the OLED. Um, yeah. You got final, you know, the Fire Emblem, Fire Emblem uh, Warriors game just came out. It's supposed to be really good mm-hmm. um, for Muso and all that stuff. So, yeah. You're, it's time. Yeah. Fair enough. Um, okay, so real quick, Iron Man enters Valhalla. Um, so for Assassin's Creed Valhalla, you know, they've been putting, you know, lots of updates in it since its release. Um, this is basically a skin update uh, of Iron Man, essentially. Um, I don't think they are actually calling it Iron Man. But oh, no, it, they, they probably will because there's like a Stormtrooper. I saw uh, the Stormtrooper one. But I don't know if they're actually, like, basically, I don't know if this is official, as in they can use it because they bought the rights to say the name. Or if it's going to be like, yeah, it's kind of like it. You know what I mean? Like, it is, but we're not going to say it is kind of thing. Because they have a Stormtrooper one, and they do have the Iron Man one. And both of them, I I think both of them shoot lasers out of their chest. Because they have this kind of beam-looking thing. But yeah, they shoot Mm -hmm. lasers out of their chest. So, I mean, that should tell you something right there. Yeah, there's an Iron Man they found in the files an Iron Man skin it was called Iron Man in the files that shoots a unibeam from its chest yeah so safe to say you know it's essentially Iron Man <laughs> um, but yeah it's you know just more more stuff for Valhalla it's good to see that they're still putting out some kind of content in there but mm-hmm. I suppose I, like I was gonna say but I really would like to see another game but at the same time like I'm glad that they aren't releasing Assassin's Creed as quickly as they were before because I do feel like it needs some time in between. Um, I'd like it to go back to like assassinating people a little bit. Yeah, I do think it's it's gotten like, away go back to like from, the stealth stealth assassin game. Like, yeah, you know. I do think it's gotten away from what it originally was, and I really would like to see to it return to that. So you know, we'll I see what played, happens. I, I bought Origins, and I haven't gotten Valhalla, and I haven't had a chance to really play Origins. Are you even in the 
the memory thing in Origins and Valhalla, or is it just like straight up like you're in it's Valhalla and you don't that whole side of it is gone now? So yeah, Assassin's Creed games. If I remember correctly, because I didn't play Valhalla, um, I played all the other ones leading up to. I'm trying to remember what the <laughs> ironically, I'm trying to remember what the one was before. It was, um, yeah, it was oh Odyssey. That's so it was right. Origin Odyssey was the first was one that good. had all the RPG stuff. Yeah, and was in Egypt, and then Odyssey was the you know Greek and Roman. Yep, Odyssey then, was was really good. I I enjoyed the hell out of Odyssey. I don't remember them doing anything Animus related. I do remember one of them, and I think it was maybe Origins when they had you. Just as like basically you were basically you were an employee of the company, and mm. you went over and you you played it, you know, through the memories of someone, and that was pretty much the extent of the outside of the animus scenario. Mm. So it was just like a kind of a quick bullshit, like oh yeah, you're doing this to access the memories, and here it is. Um, the story, the original story, was interesting for like three of the games and then it very quickly became silly and I think that they should definitely just die off of that if they haven't already they they very well might have um, and just continue creating Assassin's Creed games you know just to be Assassin's Creed games as um, long as they're actually Assassin's Creed games which I feel like Odyssey and this one aren't even anymore like they're great like don't get me wrong I know they're good games and they're fantastic open world like action RPGs and that's fine. It's just like Brotherhood to me, like Assassin's Creed 2 was mm-hmm. like the, the the definition of like almost damn near perfection when it came to you know like a stealth based you know murder simulator with I 100% agree with you. Stuff. And I kind of wish that, that that part of it hadn't died quite like it has, but I, I definitely agree with you. Like, Brotherhood is still my favorite to date um, for mm. those same reasons. Uh, but I, I do think that at least Odyssey, I can't really speak for Valhalla because I didn't play it. But for Odyssey, like, it did still have that. Like, it was just more willing to be less stealth. But you could certainly yeah. still take a stealth approach to it. But it just wasn't as much of a priority. So gotcha. I agree with you, though. It should kind of go back to that because that was, like, a big part of it. Yeah. Um, so yeah, we'll have to see, but either way, mm-hmm. you know, good series. We both we both can agree on that. Um, we just, I guess, both just kind of wanted to get back to its its roots. Um, yeah. but let's go ahead and move on to the next big thing here. So Tencent um, wants to become Ubisoft's biggest shareholder. They're willing to pay actually, I think it was like around double what the share price is now at a hundred and four dollars a share um, in order to pick up more shares so it can become its biggest shareholder. How do you feel about Tencent? Because it owns currently about like 5% right now, if I remember from what the article yeah, said. Yeah, it owns 5%. What was the final percentage thereafter, though? Um, because the the Guillermo, the Gailmont family founded it. They still own 15%. Right. Tencent owned fives, and the other 80% is in the public's hands. Yeah. Um, so it says they, they, they're looking to get over the 15% mark, but I couldn't find anything specifically about how yeah, much Yeah, I don't think they... they've said how much they want to, just that it's going to be, you know, the majority. It'll make them 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 the majority. So, it'll be over 15%. Mm-hmm. Then, so... I don't know, but what do you think about yeah, Tencent? Yeah, so, okay, I see. So, apparently, Tencent's 5% stake 
was done in 2018 to uh, to to keep a hostile take over by Vivendi, yeah. yeah, to take it, and they weren't allowed to buy any more until a lim- there was a limitation that expired in 2022. So that's why they're looking to buy more. Mm-hmm. And I mean, as far as Tencent is concerned, like you know. I do, I will say, like, I mean, a lot of people don't like them, but I will say that they do a, a pretty good job with games, I, I think. So, I wouldn't be opposed to it, but I definitely want to make sure that, I mean, Ubisoft does a very good job on its own, so I I would want them to still have their agency, basically. So Yeah, I mean, to an extent, I mean, they, they've got good, they've got good and bad, right? Like, they've got... Yes, but I would say more good than bad. Yeah. I mean, the, the last couple Rainbow Sixes have been pretty crappy. Um, do you know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. they, they've definitely got... they got Skull and Bones coming. The Division is always great. Mm-hmm. Um, then whatever the next Assassin's Creed is going to be. Um, so they definitely have some good um, stuff. But, I mean, they definitely have some stinkers, too. But um, I think overall, they're they're probably a, one of the better companies. I was about to at, say, one of the better consistent. ones. For sure. Um I know that the the biggest I think I think the only franchise of theirs really that that's in a shitty spot is their Tom Clancy Tom Clancy games. Yeah. Because the last couple of um not Rainbow Six Siege, but like you know, Breakpoint and Wildlands, the Ghost Recon games have kind of really not been as successful as they could have been. So Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I would definitely agree with that. Well I think yeah, I think the thing is is that, that this isn't gonna be like you know, Sony bought this company or Microsoft now owns, you know, Activision Blizzard. It's not like a full buyout. It's just a share ownership. So I think, I think it's a little different. I I don't really care personally. Yeah. Um, I I think as long as they, like I said, still maintain agency of what they do and they don't try to, once they have, you know, majority stake, they don't try to change them. Um, too much or especially like implement some more predatory policies as far as like information gathering or anything like that um but yeah so hopefully that will be the case but just let you guys know that is happening um the next big thing we're going to talk about multiverse takes over the steam deck multiverses is now the number one steam deck game right Mm -hmm. that is welcome that's a hooch thing that is a hooch thing that's right and have you played yeah. it at all, like on like no, anything? No, but apparently people like to beat each other up as Velma while they poop. What? <laughs> well, I'm just that... saying because people are like, oh, because it's like your portable game system, so you're like sitting on the toilet oh, gotcha, versus yes, Do you know what I, I mean? Ah, uh, yeah, yeah, so yeah, 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 gotcha. So it's like it's like cool because Velma is supposedly one of the like the characters that, like a lot of people are playing. Mm-hmm. Um, although I read earlier that like apparently like the new hotness is um. Like Bugs Bunny is like completely wrecking everybody's day, which mm. to me is just it's like super just funny to even hear that as like yeah. an opportunity. Um, is it out on the Switch? I don't even think it's out on the Switch. Is I'm it? I'm not sure if it's out on the Switch, but it's out you know everywhere everywhere. If else. it was on the Switch, I would be playing Multiverses right now. Yeah, um, I am. I and I don't I know why it, why it why if it's not I don't know why it's not. Um, Especially well, since, uh, well, I don't know because like it might point. it might infringe upon Smash. I mean, Smash is technically done, right? So. Well, yeah, but at the same time, like it still might keep people from buying Smash. I, I don't know because it's a free to play game, so I don't know how much they'll 
they'll net versus how much they're still netting from Super Smash. So who knows? But either way, that might be why. It might just be some kind of competition thing or some clause in Smash's contract. I have no idea. But regardless, um, I, I am... I have it downloaded. I haven't really played it that much beyond what I played in the beta with Hooch. Um, but I am planning on playing it more because I do want to have that smash feeling again. So we'll have to see. Um, but yeah, let's go ahead and move on to the next big thing here because this one's multi-tiered. Yeah. Just so, real quick. There yeah. was a tweet that the um, the player first games, I guess, who made it, their co-founder mm-hmm. did a tweet that says, I understand it's a hard decision for us not to launch on the Switch but we have limited resources and had to pick where to use those resources in the short term. We want to enable as many players as possible to play and enjoy our game. So he's that tweet. A lot of people are reading like it is definitely coming to the switch, but because the switch has hardware limitations, they can't just like port the code over. They're going to need to test it and tweak it for the switch's Mm -hmm. hardware. So it was a lot easier to, to release a single code base across multiple platforms and then do the switch port later. So I, I my guess is that it's gonna come. It's just gonna be a little bit longer that we have to wait, which is fine, because then if that means that just means it's gonna run better, you know. That's true. I'm still waiting for Genshin on. <laughs> Dude, what on the, the hell is taking that so long? I mean, are they even still doing that? They are. They are. They put out an announcement, I think, two months ago, saying, "Hey guys, by the way, BG Dubs, we are still working on the Switch um, Genshin uh, Jesus. client." So. I don't know what the deal is with that, but it is still in the works. But yeah, just keep in mind for everyone, like that was something that they originally put in, like on the original trailers for the game, you see that it's on all consoles. So I I find it funny that it's still not out yet. The thing that I did think was funny about the, um, this list of Steam Deck games, so Multiverse is at the top, right? And then Vampire Survivors, Stray, Elden Ring, and this is in order. No Man's Sky is the fifth most played game, which I thought was pretty interesting. Dang. Hades, Stardew Valley, duh, Stardew Valley, Grand Theft Auto V, Aperture Desk Job, no idea what that is. But then the 10th game is Monster Hunter Rise, which is actually available on the Switch. Mm-hmm. Whereas I think Hades and Stardew Valley are, Valley are both on the Switch as well. Um, and No Man's Sky is about to be. But I thought it was interesting that Monster Hunter Rise was on the list. Yeah. Because it, it started on the Switch. Like it was it, its home was on the Nintendo hardware and then made its way to PC. So thought that was kind of funny. Yeah, no, I agree with you. Um I'm really surprised that Rise was uh is so high up on that list still. You said it was ten? Monster Hunter Rise is in, is the is in tenth. Yeah. Dang. That is uh, They just yeah, had a big they just released um Sunbreak, that's why. There's uh, a whole okay, gotcha. giant uh, expansion pack that came out like a like buy it buy it by itself expansion pack, mm-hmm. not just okay. like a ten dollar DLC. It was like forty bucks or something. Right, right, right. Okay, well, let's go ahead and move on to the next section here, and that is Pokemon. So we sp- talked a good bit about uh, all the, the Pokemon and Scarlets, uh, Scarlet and Violet stuff rather um, before the show for the patrons. So we weren't going to do like a super big deep dive on it, but um, just to do the highlights of it, we did get the trailer from from Pokemon Presents. Um, giving us some more information on stuff and a bit more of a dive into the new characters that you can play and everything and um, the new motorcycle Pokemon we, we talked about a good bit uh, there's motorcycle Pokemon that you use for, for traveling 
Um, yeah, know, the legendaries basically in this game are your mode of transportation, and you like right. hop on them and they grow wheels. It's it's kind of weird. Um, they're transformers. Um, yeah, that that was odd um, to me, but you know, I'll 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 look past it because the rest <laughs> of it looks awesome. I mean. We did get to see a lot of open world areas in the trailers, which all looked pretty good. Um, Lots of Pokemon out in the wild. We saw a lot of the gym leaders. You know, we got to see who what the gym leaders are going to look like. Some of those guys. Um, We got to see the four player Terrestria rating. Mm -hmm. Um, So you'll be able to go at it with four other other. It looks like four other actual players, which is pretty cool. I'm really looking forward to like if I can like jump in my kids' world and we can run around together would be awesome. Yeah, so, I I definitely I th- agree with I that. I think that's that's gonna be cool. The um, the new thing also we, we talked a little bit about they have a new I forgot what it's called now. It's like ter ter terralize terralize or something like that. It does not roll off the tongue, whatever it's called. No, I think it's, it was like Terra's Terra's, I think it had Z's in it. Terra, I'm gonna look it Terra's up. Eyes. You keep going, I'll find it. But yeah, Terra's, so Terra's basically it's this new, it's a new gimmick, uh, you know, kind of like how they had Dynamaxing. Now they have this, and it basically turns your Pokemons into these crystal Pokemons with these kind of elaborate hats. It isn't the best gimmick I've seen by them for sure. Um, so we will have to see. But yeah, I, I think, you know, I mentioned this before in, in pre-show for the patrons, but I think they've gone a little too ridiculous with some of the legendaries that they're putting out, like motorcycle legendaries. I think that's silly. And then now this, you know, thing, Dynamaxing was also silly to me. So I, I wish that they kind of get back more to their roots. Mega Evolutions were mm. cool, and they need to do things more similar to that. It's well, called... Ter- terastalization. Terastalization. Your Pokemon okay. is called Terastalized. That Terra- sounds stalized. Terastalized. Yes. Terrible. Terrible. <laughs> the thing that uh, I noticed about it when I was watching the trailer was basically that each type Pokemon type mm-hmm. basically. What happens is the Pokemon turns into this glowing crystal looking thing and then they get like basically a hat. Yeah. Um, a really weird hat. And basically <laughs> there's a hat for each one of the element types, right? So ground, flying, um, fire, water. Oh man, I thought it was at least know. unique to the Pokemon. Now that no, makes no, no, it no. even it's more the, it's the stupid same. To it's me. like the same hat. So if you uh... watched it. Like they showed that stupid hat on the Quaxley, and then later they they showed like another water creature that had the exact same one. Um, so they'll all, the hat is or whatever it is, you know, the 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 chandelier thing um, is based on the type. So like flying type, because there's going to be the pre-order bonus Pikachu one. Um, the flying type, it's basically like four crystal balloons. Right, your head. It's like weird. Yeah, I, I, I like you said. I, I mean, I, I what what it does to the po- like what it does for the Pokemon is fine. Like it makes their moves look really cool and all that stuff. It's just like so. It's just so weird. Like the the implementation of what it does to the Pokemon. It's like Dynamaxing. Fine, they got huge. Whatever. Um, and their health pool got bigger, and it kind of 
and, and that kind of became a, a thing in and of itself is like, when do you Dynamax? Because it only lasts three turns and, you know, it's not always he who Dynamax first wins. You know what I mean? Sometimes mm-hmm. it's he who Dynamaxes second wins. You right. know what I mean? If you can survive the first hit. So there was a little bit of strategy involved in that. And it's like, who? Do, I mean, I, in the long term, like, who, you know, what kid doesn't want to see Pikachu turn into a Godzilla-sized Pikachu and, like, fart on people? Like, that's that's fun. Um, but, yeah, I think the Mega Evolutions was better, like, where you had that, like, secret evolution that only some Pokemon could do. Yeah. It was kind of a cool, a cooler way to do it. And we talked about that in great detail. But, I mean, I, the way I feel about it is, is, you know, the stuff we've seen so far, you know, knowing that the open world is going to be... Um, Archaeus style, right? Mm-hmm. Where you're going to see the Pokemon, you can sneak up on them and, and catch them and things like that. Um, that you're going to be able to tackle the gyms and, and the world kind of much less linear. It's You can do it kind of in any order, um, which I think is great. That's really cool. That is good, yeah. Um, you know, it just makes the game feel more modern than, than like the straight linear tale because the, the storyline of the, the games isn't always like, the most important it's more about like your personal adventure in that world so i think mm-hmm. this adds to that whole like kid goes out to explore the world and catch pokemon and become the champion you kind of want to every everyone's journey would be different there so right that's cool and it looks like you're going to start with your legendary since it's your mode of transportation so yeah that was um, that was pretty new um yeah and, and the and legendaries look cool it's just when they look cool when they're cycles. It's weird. I guess that's the frustrating part, right? Because they actually there's times whenever you're not using them as motorcycles that they kind of like, you know, don't have the wheels out, you know, and it's kind of more like yeah, a part of their body. And yeah. they actually look really cool there. They kind of look like these lizard creatures, and and they're already quadrupeds, that's solid. so you could just ride them. Exactly. Like, that's like the thing. It's just it's so unnecessary. It, it's literally like they were like, well, what's we need a gimmick for the legendary. Like the other one was a sword and a shield. Like this was gonna be a friggin' motorcycle. Like it was. I don't know. It just felt like so ridiculous. Such a riding the bicycle in in the BMX bike is almost cooler. Yeah, exactly. Like, like it's it just especially felt very, for a kid. Like mm-hmm. it, you had that tie to reality, I guess. But anyway, it's just one of those. I'm things. super stoked personally for for the games. I think it's gonna be the perfect blend of Arceus and Mainline. Mm-hmm. That's going to kind of usher in that new era of mainline Pokemon games. I mean, it's definitely going to be overall. I'm very excited about it. These things are, you know, fairly minor that I have, I take issue with and, mm-hmm. you know, I'll survive. Like it's not going to stop me from loving yeah. Pokemon, but yeah, well, you know, we'll have to see what happens with it, but let's go ahead and move on to the next section of this. So, um, we have, po- you know, Pokemon presents brought a, a good amount of stuff. That we're going to be getting into. So Unite is having its one year anniversary. Um, they're doing an event for a short period of time. It's all Pikachu all the time. So everyone's Pikachu's. And in the middle, instead of a legendary Pokemon, you get a Dynamax Pikachu that you have to go against. So that was and all funny. of the all of every single like jungle minion is a different Pikachu. Yeah, exactly. So it's, it's like literally literally all Pikachu. The whole game is just Pikachu's out the butt. Yeah, so I think it's I think it's funny as hell and like a really fun game mode. Like here's all the Pikachu's. Yeah, um, they're also giving away you know through daily stuff five Hollowares, which is pretty cool because Hollowares are pretty pretty pricey. Um, yeah, and you can only use you know paid currency to get them. And they and they, it's not like they targeted like crappy Pokemon. Um, the Hollowares look pretty decent. 
Um, they did like Lucario and um, Sylveon, Blastoise, um, and stuff. They, so, it's, so it's good. They looked good. And then my son was playing, and they he actually got um, not only did he get the Lucario um, Hollowware, but they gave him a free Lucario Unite license. So you he got the Pokemon as well, which was yeah. which is he's one of the more expensive ones to get. So that's pretty sweet. I need to log in and do that. Yeah, how how long has it been since you played? Long time. He was showing. He hasn't played in a while either. So he was showing me like all the new Pokemon, and I was like, "Damn, they, this roster has gotten bigger." Yeah, and and bought bought Buzzwall, but Buzzwall, Buzzwall, awesome, dude. And Buzzwall I is a video is video, a swole mosquito. By the way, yeah, and he looks. I mean, but his ability, his like move set and everything in the game looks really good. Yeah. Um. He's like Charizard on roids, which I guess would be relevant to his name. Well, he's going to be swole. Yeah, exactly. I mean, he's he, he is a gigantically swole mosquito. It is absurd looking in all of the best ways. Yeah, um, yeah definitely looking Pokemon forward to that. Right there. Exactly. Um, so, yeah, that'll be really cool. Um, I think there was... Oh, no, you already mentioned the Hollowware part of it, so yeah. We can go ahead and move on from the Pokemon stuff. Um, let's talk about Call of Duty and how it is bleeding millions of players. I mean, this this yeah, can't man. be too much of a surprise, though, right? Well, I mean, it, it, it is a little bit, um, you know, the amount of players that they're losing. Because you'd expect them to be, like, maybe ups and downs and, like, slightly more consistent. Mm-hmm. But they're just... It's just not um, doing great. Uh, and I think it's because, you know, like, you know, Warzone is in a little bit of decline um, because of some stuff. And then, you know, the new Vanguard game wasn't very good. And the Cold War game wasn't super, you know, mm-hmm. um, was okay. And, you know what I mean? So there's just like the, the mainline games aren't. As you know, how many times can you resell the same thing over and over and over again, right? That, that's why I'm War saying I feel like, like this had World War II how many times? Like, yeah, I mean, that's why I'm saying it can't be a surprise because, like, this was inevitable in my opinion. Like, I mean, I I'm surprised that it didn't happen sooner because honestly, it's so much of the same thing over and over again, and there's so many other new things coming out. Like, this was bound to happen. So I say, you know, whatever. And at the same time, along with it, like. This is a something that, you know, a different article, but it kind of goes along with it, I think, at least. I think it's also cannibalizing users from um, the mobile game as well, or for to the mobile game as well. So I think that a lot of people are, are choosing to, to just play the mobile Call of Duty rather than um, its latest release. I'd have to check because it's... No, because Call of Duty Mobile is included in... Um so it's it not just talking about below. the most this recent is, game. This it's... is across. This is across the entire Call of Duty. Uh, okay. Every Call of Duty game, Warzone included. So this Does is that Warzone, include Call of Duty Mobile platform, and everything? Though. The whole franchise is in decline. Does it specifically so, say mobile though on there? Yeah, there's a thing in the thing where it says the active user count doubled. Uh, okay. With the release of the mobile game, right. and then Warzone in 2020. So. Between from what from the time that the mobile game was released in 2019, the month before that, to Call of Duty's release and the 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 user base doubled. Yeah, 
which is what which is how it got to its 127 million active monthly users in 2021 of June. A year later, it's at 94. So they've lost 33 million monthly active users, which for live service games is not good. That's a big that's a big chunk. That's like a quarter of your user base just pissed off and went somewhere else. Well, it's certainly um, their their mobile platform that's keeping yeah. them afloat because according to their annual report, I guess 51% of Activision's total earnings um, are coming from the mobile game. Yeah, well. and that I mean that segues into the next topic is that that mobile is now making Activision's Mo, Blizzard's mobile arm is now making more money than PC and console combined together, which is you know anyone who thinks that mobile gaming isn't legit it, it needs to open their eyes at this point because it's coming to the point that it's way less profitable to put their money into um you know console games they can they can make more money in mobile than they can in these console games and it just so happens that um i mean Diablo Immortal obviously made them some money but you got to remember these guys also own King so like Candy Crush is part of their um their bread and butter so if like you look at so that monthly user thing they show um Activision, Blizzard, and King, and King is Candy Crush. So, Activision in June June thirtieth, twenty twenty one, is one hundred twenty seven million. Blizzard is twenty six million. King, two hundred and fifty five million active users per month. Yeah, like double. Yeah, that's come come a year later. Blizzard's actually up to twenty seven million, so they're a million up now. They went twenty six, twenty six, twenty four, twenty two, back up to twenty seven. Activision is down and King is at 240 and they they go they they move around so 255 245 240 253 240 um but if you look at their total numbers they've gone from 408 to 361 um that's a lot of people not not playing your franchises across your whole company yeah um i think i think Blizzard has that Arclight Rumble coming, it's it's finally popped up. It's popped up on the um, Google Play Store pre-orders now. So it's got to be close um, within a month, you know, a couple of months. And yeah. I think that money's I thought make. that it would have taken longer for them to come out with that. They're blitzing that thing, it looks like. No, that, that thing was so... They, they held that one so close to the chest. When I saw the video of it... It looked too watched, polished. Yeah. I watched... I watched... They, they did some, like, Twitch streams and some other stuff. Mm-hmm. That game is far too polished. That thing's been in the oven for a long ass time. Like, well, it makes sense, longer honestly. Than Diablo Immortal, if I'm being really honest, I bet that thing's been under development for at least four years, if not longer. That that thing is, I'm dying for that game. If I'm being completely honest with you, I, I mean, I'm 100 percent um, with you. This is one of the few things that, like, I'm like, all right, Blizzard, like, I'm gonna do it for you, but. Yeah, we'll have Don't to. Don't bend we'll me over this see. time, big guy. Exactly. I'm just like I'm very wary of what's gonna happen with it, but I am very excited for it. So, so the thing for me we'll that the re- so with the Diablo Immortal shit, like mm-hmm. we know that that was a another company's game, right? That existed. The monetization structure was already in place. Mm-hmm. They 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 cloned it. Mm-hmm. You know, t- took all the code, duped it into a new folder called Diablo Immortal, rebuilt all the assets from the ground up. And then created a story. And let's be fair, the Diablo Immortal like campaign was amazing. Like, yeah, it was, it was straight a up very Diablo. solid. It, it very solid. It stood up 
and the gameplay and everything stood up to any Diablo game I've played. I 100% everything was fully back voice acted for sure. You know, the story was fun and engaging, and the twists and turns were there, and it you know did all of its things, and the boss fights were good, and it it was just like the post game was just it was the problem I found with the post game Diablo Immortal, and I will stand by this you know till the day I die is they kept the grind but reduced any sense of accomplishment or or you know bettering of your character with that grind like you just ground and ground and ground and ground but you never actually made progress in Diablo 3 I could sit and run riffs for hours and I tell you what I would run plenty of riffs where I got jack all shit but you want to know what I could then take that and hit a button I could take all the mats I got from breaking all that shit down and I could re-roll a legendary. I could switch a set item into another piece from that set and complete a set and make a new build. Like, there was so much things that I could do with what I ground. Whereas in Immortal, it just felt so empty and hollow. Um, you know, mm-hmm. not to mention you're just running around in circles. Because it, they didn't, like... I don't think they captured Diablo as well as they could have. But... Yeah, outside, um, of, outside of the story, I, I think that you're right. And I think that, you know, another big thing for me is... Which goes along with what you said. It's just payoff for the player. Like... You know, you need time equals reward, right? And you need to balance that well in order to have a long-lasting game, especially when the grinding is very prevalent and important to the end game. So, um, for me, it was like one of those things where if I am spending or basically setting up timers on my phone to match up with world bosses where I need to get online in time, travel over to a certain spot... And, you know, party up with a shit ton of people in order to bring down a boss. And then I get nothing for it. Like, literally shit gear. And or if I do get something, it's a legendary that's worse than something I already have or adjacent to. Then I'm like, why am I even doing this? And that's the yeah, problem is that it had too much of that. So and I don't want to go on. Speaking any- of that, though, speaking yeah, of yeah. that, though, let's segue into our next topic. I'm going to do this one. Okay. I'm going to steal your thunder here. Go for it. Diablo Immortal Player. This is my title, okay? Mm-hmm. Diablo Immortal Player wins game, then complains like a big, fat, entitled baby. <laughs> that That's that's the way I read everything about this. So I'm going to I'm gonna be a salty bitch here for a second yeah, because I think this guy got exactly what he paid for. And I agree. And he's mad because he fucked himself over. So... It's it's me it's it's me JP or JT or what the hell's his name? I, it was I J- lost it JT now. something. Yeah, JT live or something like that. Yeah, it's um I got it right here. Fine, let me see. I gotta look at it on actual YouTube here to see this doofus's name. Um, his name is JT. It's all business. Um, yeah. He is the broest bro of all bros, by he the is. way. I watched one of his streams just to see, and I was like, oh, my God. Um, but he's he's got a following. and I mean, look, he's a content creator, makes content for the game. That's fine. Um, he spent 100, supposedly, he spent $100,000 on Diablo Immortal since launch. Yeah. He has become so powerful that the matchmaking algorithm can no longer find him suitable combatants. So his whole thing was, I thought if I invested this much money, that I would basically be able to pub stomp all the fucking noobs and never get beat, and people would just watch me do this to pub stomp the noobs and I'd make my money back. I The game is working... So in my opinion, I'll throw this out mm-hmm. here. The, 
the game's fucking working as intended. You've put yourself so far and away ahead of everybody else that it's not going to let you beat the shit out of a bunch of nubs because it's not fair. So until it's just like anyone else who races to the end and then has nothing to do. I mean, it's happened to Chu before, like where he's yeah. like bum rushed to the end and he had to wait a week and couldn't get cues because he had to wait for people to get into his brackets because he became so powerful so fast. But then once it got equalized and it got worked out, it was fine. And and since this guy and the the the, the big problem that I have with this right is that he released a, a video called "Should I Refund a Hundred Thousand Dollars on Diablo Immortal?" And he's been met, let's be fair, with a bunch of people basically calling him out for being a shitbag. Yeah. Because people are like, dude, $100,000 would change my life. Right. Like, $100,000 cash, do you have any idea what I could do with that? Like, pay off all my debt, send my kid to college. Like, there's so much that most people could do with this. And this guy is going, I've become the number one on my server. My guild is the strongest on the server. I've beat the game. I should ask for my money back. First of all, dumbass. Apple ain't going to give you your money back. There's no way they're going to refund right. that much money. You, that, that's $30,000 cash for them. They ain't doing it. Or Google or whoever. Second of all, you you didn't not get what you paid for. You got the gems. You got the power. You got the strength. Everything you spent, you got exactly what you paid for. You have no ground to stand on for a refund. And even even ask say, posing the question, should I refund my money, just shows kind of how entitled and and shitty you are as a human being you know the, the, it's like ultra ultimate karen here right like let me talk to your manager i spent more than everyone so i should get everything right. i ever want forever and it's just like dude blizzard came out and said listen we got we there's some players that are unable to find matches due to um you know being far and ahead away we're working on it. We're trying to figure out a way to, you know, make the matchmaking, allow these people back into the pool. Um, we're looking into these and expect to roll out changes to the matchmaking system this week. So, mm-hmm. reported, video, response, mm-hmm. seven-day turn time. Did Doesn't you- really seem like a problem to me. Right. That That would warrant the level of you know, shit stirring this guy's doing. Not to mention he's not winning any friends by saying he spent a hundred thousand dollars on this game. Right. You know? I don't know. What do you think about this? So well first of all, did you watch the respond video? No. The respond video? You mean the one where he where he asked for the refund or did somebody make a response to it? I guess Blizzard responded up to the refund for Diablo Immortal. Oh, I, no, I didn't see that. I was just looking at that, and I was trying to listen in to see if they said anything about it, because, you know, half of it, it's six minutes long, so, you know, 90% of the of the video is him just bullshitting um, to keep people engaged for longer, so I don't know where exactly he says it, but I was trying to, and I didn't really get anything out of it yet. Um, but regardless, if, if you want to look, you can. I'm, I'm, I'm going to speak on it a little bit, but... As far as this whole situation, I feel slightly differently, and I also don't. So in this case, I 100% feel like, okay, you spent $100,000 on this game. This is your fucking problem. You decided to spend that much money. You shouldn't get a refund on it. But at the same time, I do think that there's definitely an issue with the fact of you spending that much money on a game, and then it essentially no longer working for you. 
I get that, like, in reality, it's because, like, the system itself, he's become too powerful. And it actually almost kind of reminds me of the World of Warcraft um, South Park game with the guy who's, who's come too powerful and he's uh, now the boss of the game itself. But, um, yeah, because of that, like, I do think that there is some validity to to his claims, but I definitely don't think it's worth a refund. I think it's worth, like, probably maybe some credit within the game and saying... But and, why, I mean, no, but my question is, why does he get credit? He didn't, he didn't pay to play the Battleground. He paid for power, and he got exactly what he paid for. He now, uncovered a bug. He uncovered a bug in the game mm-hmm. because he exponentially grew his power way past what anyone at Blizzard expected someone to spend. Let's be fair here. I don't think any developer inside of Blizzard thought some dumbass was going to spend a hundred thousand dollars in the first. Year I, I 100% agree with you, but I so but and and they've come out and already mm-hmm. said, hey, we've heard you. You're having an issue. One, you're not the only one. Yeah. Two, we're actively working on it, and we expect to have it fixed in a week. I've seen matchmaking bugs in games last months, mm-hmm. years even, where you're not the MMRs aren't calculated right, and shit isn't working right, and you're getting paired up against people you shouldn't be paired up, and you don't have people you know running for the hills screaming, and and that happens to people all the time. Like matchmaking systems aren't perfect. Perfect. I could understand his frustration if he made that video and Blizzard said, sorry, dude, sorry for your luck. You know, stand there and wait until people catch up. That that would be a problem for me. The the fact that they've they've already responded and, and given a response of, we expect to roll this out in a week and sorry about that is, in my opinion, all he deserves or needs. Like, so I he doesn't think... need to get more for his money that he spent than someone else does. So what happens to the next guy that spends $100,000 does he get the extra ten percent because this guy came before him? I mean, that's it's just no. I think not fair. I, it's like so. I think that, I think that there is. So here's the thing. Here's the thing. And I, and I like I said, I don't disagree with you. Mm-hmm. I, I think that I do think. I guess there is part that I disagree with you on. I do think that this is affecting him in a unique way. That is, or you know, fairly unique. But I mean, like you know, point zero one percent of the population basically mm-hmm. that spent that much money. Um, it's affecting them negatively. I, I do think that this is considered part of the game, and I think that it is a huge part of the game. And I think that it's silly to to say that, you know, oh, well, this isn't included as part of the game. You spent that much money, and you could still play the game. But no, this is, this is a gigantic part, and I think that it is unfair that he can't play the game because he actively invested money into, you know, supporting this company and, and getting an... Uh, you know, a better character or whatever. So I think that he, I think that his claim does have some validity. It's not refund worthy in the slightest bit. I would never in a million years even give him basically a penny back because I don't think it deserves Mm -hmm. him getting a penny back. But I do think that he is, it would be okay for them to be like, here's, you know, $15 credit. Um, you know, in in crystals or whatever the hell the currency was. Yeah, there. I mean, what what I would do, what I would do for the for storm is is say you couldn't match make for a week. Here's what you here's the same reward bracket you were in the week before. Mm-hmm. 
Here's all of yeah, your rewards. That would for be a week. A, that would be no okay money, as well. No nothing because because the bu- it, he's not locked out of the whole game. He's just locked out of the PvP side of it. I know, yeah, and, but that is a, a gigantic I, that's, that's portion my, of the end game. It is, it is, but at the same time, he could In take fact, a week off much and get all the rewards for free. Portion of the fine. end game. Yeah. Well, I think anyway, that I don't want to dwell on it for eternity. Yeah, I I just, I, was, I just want to just hammer home the this yeah. part though because I think we both agree and this is for sure the most important part. He should not get a refund. I think it is stupid to ask for a refund. Mm-hmm. Anyone that agrees that he should have a refund, I think that you need to think about the exploitation that can come from allowing this person to have a refund. Um so yeah, like I I don't I don't agree with that in the slightest bit. But um, that is pretty much all we have as far as topics for this week. So, yeah. Is there anything else on your end that you just thought of or anything like that? No, I'm going to go play some um, Octopath here. I am probably going to go try good. to figure out a way to play Full Metal Alchemist. <laughs> oh, you can easily get it. You I, just gotta have I'm going to go to JP. JP yeah, I'm going to have to go to JP to do it. But, yeah, I, just, I, I want to play I was that contemplating. Badly. I was contemplating doing that, but I'm just wondering, like, like how boned are you going to be that, like, literally none of it is in English? Not, yeah, that's not the problem. Character um, of of the text is in English, so I mean, you'll be able to understand numerics and stuff, but if if there's any complicated it. subsystems, well, I mean, I think icon. It looks like it's more icon based as well, so I I just think that. Like navigating the subsystems if they're like overly complicated, you know, you know, mm-hmm. Asian, you know, gotcha game leveling and and upgrade paths could be right, like gear upgrades it. and crap yeah. like that. Yeah, I, shot. I I think it's worth potentially trying. So we'll have to see. I'm probably gonna watch more videos and see like you know exactly. Let me know what, what you think that upgrade process is. But yeah. Um, but anyways, all right, that's going to wrap it up for this week, guys. Thank you all very much for listening. We really, really appreciate it. Patrons, especially you guys, thank you so much for chilling with us um, pre-show. And um, you should be getting this early. Yeah, that's right, because now uh, Hooch, I'm sorry, not Hooch, Muggin uh, records it for us. So you'll be getting it very soon after we uh, finish up this recording. So, yeah, that's pretty much it. Thank you all so much for listening, and we'll see you next week. See you.